Good morning. Welcome to Daily Confession with Carter and Carrie. Today is Friday, May 24th. And we're gonna we're doing this thing. Where we're keeping it short and sweet and focused. Confession in the morning. We're talking about we're talking about Candace Owens today. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Thank you for your pre-intro <laughs> intro because it always makes me laugh. And then when it's my turn to talk, I'm too busy muted and laughing. So before we do the intro, I have to talk to make sure the camera's focused on me. So I tell Carter personal stuff that's never going to make it into Kefefe. <laughs> well, unless I... Miss it. <laughs> <laughs> unless you start to hate me. Then you need to cut together all my personal life problems. <laughs> Wait, and then SE Cup can tweet out that I doctored the video. <laughs> you doctored <laughs> CNN can do an article about my doctoring. Uh, yeah. Lovely. So, we have some, uh, I know you, you want to talk about Candace Owens. Let's uh, jump yeah. in. Yeah. Well, like I was saying to you before, I think this is going to be a topic that we have to keep returning to because they're, the social media companies are ramping up for the 2020 election and they're going to keep banning more wrong thinkers. You're going it, to, it's a continual thing that's going to happen. And it's interesting because they started with an easy target, someone that most people don't like, Alex Jones. So liberals. Well, actually, dude, just to, to be clear, Alex Jones is wildly popular. That's true. I, like a lot of people really like Alex Jones. I know it's easy to say like, oh, most people don't like him. Yeah, that's most like. In the media and. Like media people, but most, I, like a lot, I don't know, most people, but. He's liked by more than he's liked more than any network, right? He's liked more than he's liked more than CNN. He had more followers, more subscribers than CNN had viewers, like and Fox, and like he's very liked. Actually, he was just a wrong thinker. I like Alex Jones. I mean, I think he's crazy, but he's entertaining. And he's entertaining, yeah, in many ways. And oh, no. they did they did a very successful hit job on this guy. I mean. I mean, people, people who I, I see people on the left saying stuff about him that just repeating stuff like a game of telephone and they've never right. actually watched a clip. But, but I say, um, a lot of people didn't like, I guess, cause yeah, like you're saying, like in the mainstream, there's this narrative about him that's just become accepted and regurgitated. And so, um, a lot of my people who are supposed liberal friends of mine were celebrating him being banned and also sharing petitions to have him banned from the few remaining places where he wasn't like Twitter. And I, I just, I was disgusted by that. I lost friends over that, by the way. Yeah. No, um, I, anyway, I didn't mean to do, do, oh, do no. discussion, I but I don't want to buy into the narrative that like, Oh yeah, he, they started with Alex Jones and he was easy because no one likes him. That's not true. A lot of people like him. He's easy because the, the he's already been, the narrative's already been, uh, established established for him right so that's why he was easy because they banned milo first he was easier like they started to establish that narrative first right and it took a little while longer to establish the alex jones's evil narrative and then they banned him but they banned him because he was popular yeah these people are popular and they have great influence and they have to wait until for the first ones the first big ones with great influence they have to make sure that they have already established that narrative that you've bought into but then then they start going after people that are like not as easy to target, but it's a progression. And if you don't care about the Alex Jones and the Milo bannings, you're going to care. You're not going to care as much about the next ones. It's like, they don't, it's a, it's a slow boiling frog. And so the one that we've talked about before that was most 
interesting to me on that list was Paul Joseph Watson because they were only able to tarnish him by his association with Infowars and Alex Jones. There's nothing he said that there's most people, most liberals don't even know who he is. They just, oh, they just see Infowars and like, ah, ban him. So, um, lots of people have been on Infowars. I mean, yeah. uh, Paul Joseph Watson is, is regularly involved in it, but still. Or was, yeah. But, um, but you couldn't take his content and prove anything. And I, I think his lawsuit's going to be successful, hopefully. Um, yeah. But so they, uh, they recently, so a few days ago, they banned Candace Owens temporarily. Now they, now they say it was a mistake. This has happened lots of times. They did this on um, Facebook. I think it was Facebook or Twitter once to Jordan Peterson. Mistake, they said. Um, or no, he was locked out of his whole Google account and his Gmail. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and they said mistake. But see, they're testing the waters. That's what it is. They want to see how many fans of that person, they want to get data. How many fans of that person are going to complain? Right, of course. Right, how upset are they going to get if we do that? Right, how, what, you think they don't want a data point before they do a permanent banning? Like, <laughs> so um, they banned her temporarily. Oh, sorry, it was a mistake. But uh, a Facebook employee leaked to Breitbart uh, an internal document, which Facebook does not deny that she was on, and they do not deny that she was listed as extra credit. And it was an internal document of people that they're targeting and like actively looking for ways to ban them. And she's listed in the extra credit section that you get as an employee if you can find a way to ban her. Yeah, it's a, a hate agents spreadsheet. Hate agents. Hate agents. So let's just talk about that for a minute. I guess let's talk about Candace Owens first before we get into the hate agents spreadsheet. Um, she was banned, according to Candace, I'm going to, this is her tweet describing this. My Facebook page has been suspended for seven days for posting that white supremacy is not a threat to black America as much as father absence and liberal policies that incentivize it are. I'm censored for posting the poverty rates in fatherless homes. You know, you've heard from Facebook and the social media companies that, oh, we're very worried about fake news, people posting, you know, we don't want people getting misinformation for the, for the election. We don't want misinformation. That's not true. They don't want actual information. <laughs> they don't want the truth posted. And so she shares inconvenient statistics and gets banned. And as we've said before, Candace Owens is a heretic because she's she would be the queen bee of social justice, uh, but she's on the other side and therefore she's hated. Oh, they hate her. They hate her. Yeah. And <laughs> she but, disrupts the narrative that there's one black opinion, one fe black female opinion, you know, it can't stand her. <laughs> right. Well, and she does it in a way, you know, there are, there have been black females like Diamond and Silk and those kind of people who are entertaining and out there and vocal, but Candace is well-spoken and and tenacious and so and very and very effective and so they, they need to hate on candace a lot so they, they but they claim this was a mistake uh we mistakenly applied a temporary block to candace owens account that we've since restored i agree with you this is a test right they want to see is anyone going to notice this one but do you want to look at this breitbart article exposing yeah, let's look at the article because oh, and I while you're pulling that up, I yeah. want to say a little caveat here, because and I and I 
I know I hammer this home all, all the time, but there are so many people on the left, which is where I'm from, who engage in genetic fallacy and effectively deny themselves the ability to evaluate information because they've allowed the mainstream to tell them that certain publications are radioactive and you shouldn't even look at them. And I know this happens on the right too. Absolutely. I just don't live on the right, but I've heard that there are people on the right who won't look at anything from Salon or, you know, but um, the problem there with are, this. There are, but can I just want to say like, yeah. there are people on the right who won't look at like Salon or Daily Beast or uh, even New York Times. But those people are not means like they're recognized as weirdo right people. They're not mainstream people. The mainstream left won't look at Breitbart. True. It's a bigger problem on the left. It's a problem. It is a, it is a bigger problem on the left. And it's ironic because the left likes to accuse the right of being in a little echo chamber of fake news, but it couldn't just, it's such projection. Like the left is so tightly closed up about what they'll look at. And I used to be in that little echo chamber. And the problem with that is a, you don't trust yourself enough to be able to read an opinion piece that you disagree with and discern the facts from the opinion parts of it. Or like in the case of Breitbart news, this isn't even an opinion piece. This is a this is a piece of news. They're reporting the straight facts. You may not like the source, but you could read it and get the fact. You can glean the facts from it. Like they have opinion pieces. They have pieces that are just news reporting. Um, but you, it, it's almost like you don't. It's like condescending to yourself. <laughs> like I need to shield myself from the, this publication. I can't. I can't possibly go in there and and get. And so you know what they do? They keep. They keep information from you and you're never going to know certain things because certain things are not going to be reported in your little echo chamber. That's, that's certain facts you have to go outside of it to get. So, Yeah, no, it's an admission that your position cannot withstand uh, reality. That you, it's an admission that, that your entire opinion is based on something that you are scared will fall apart with contrary evidence. Uh, you're afraid that there's reality out there that will destroy <laughs> your the entire uh, model of the world that you have set up, and you're afraid. That's it's just fear. It's fear. It's, it's total fear. And anytime you're in an online discussion with someone who does that, because they it's it's a really cheap tactic. They'll say, "Oh, Breitbart or whatever the source is." If they're on the right, they might say, "Oh, Salon," and they won't read it. And and it's like you you can call out what they're doing without calling the names. You can be like, you know, I think you're, we're all adult enough for you to, for us to be able to read this piece and figure out the facts from the opinion parts of it, have a discussion about the facts, like try to get them to actually read the piece. Like they're they, they are so afraid of reading it. If you can, if you can, yeah. Anyway. That alone should be a signal to you. If you're in a camp like that, where you're afraid of reading something, I mean, it's fine to say, you know what? I'm not going to normally read Salon because I don't like how they report or whatever. And, or I'm, but if someone is sharing an article or sharing information, if Salon breaks something, didn't the Daily Beast, are they, aren't they the ones who broke uh, the Steele dossier? No. I'm not sure. But... I think the Steele dossier is a work of fiction mostly, or at least it's all unconfirmed from what I can tell. But at least, you know, we, we read it, people who aren't on the left, read it. I read the daily, we read the daily beast all the time. We read think progress. We read media matters. We read, I read, what's the crap? What's the, uh, Buzzfeed. 
<laughs> oh, maybe BuzzFeed was the one who broke. I think they uh, broke the steel dossier. I was thinking Al Jazeera has like a youth thing, like a AJ plus. It's all over the place, right? And sometimes it's propaganda, but sometimes there's actual data in it. Anyway. Okay. You're not only shielding yourself from information, you're shielding yourself from what the other side actually thinks. So when I was in my echo chamber, my SGW echo chamber, I thought I knew a lot about the right. I thought I knew a lot about what they thought. I thought I knew what their arguments were. I didn't know anything about it. I only knew what I'd been told about them. Everything was secondhand. It was like, think this about Milo, think this about Stephen Crowder, think this about, you know, who Ben Shapiro, I don't know. Right. And when you actually start looking at their, you may still come away with the same opinion, but at least trust yourself enough to go and look at the source material and make up your own mind once in a while. Don't uh, check yourself and say, is everything that I believe been told to me by someone else or is it my own opinion? And you might be shocked because you probably hold a lot of opinions that are not your own. So yeah. that's the end of my beating that horse. No, that, that's fine. I mean, we do an entire episode about that because uh, it also reminds me of an article that someone shared about Julian Assange today, which is uh, a separate, separate thing. Okay. Uh, here's the Breitbart article. So it's uh, about this hate agents list. So this was an internal spreadsheet. So this was posted to an internal discussion group founded by Brian Amaridge. He's the Facebook engineer who quit the company about uh, over concerns about political intolerance, it says, right? So Brian, Brian had founded this group of internal employees and or internal employee group, and someone shared this, this hate agents spreadsheet to that list. So presumably if it was a group founded by Brian, it may be unrelated to political correctness, but it may be a group where there are kind of some higher population of wrong thinkers in this group. And so this person, this is how it was leaked. They were, it was shared to this list. Anyway, the source claims that the spreadsheet includes names of prominent right-wing and alternative media figures who were recently banned from the platform. And then there's an extra credit section. Let's look at this extra credit session section. <clears throat> I'll see if I can enlarge it. Here we go. This is a screenshot. Someone just looks like they took their phone and just took a picture of a screen. There's this spot here, extra credit. We should look into these after we're done with the above designation analysis. So they've got the people they already, already know, and then extra credit people to look into. Candace Owens, right? So the, above that is all the people they've already banned. It's like, here's our hit list, and here's who's coming up next, basically, right? Uh, I don't know if above it also includes who's coming up next. And then she's in an extra credit section for people to be potentially added. I don't know. No, I mean, she's coming up next. Like extra yeah, I mean, credit. Let's try to get her next. Yeah. Whatever it is. So they want, you know, where is she? What's she known for? Her ideology, actions, major news, etc. Ideology is an interesting one to include here because it's clear that ideology matters. Affiliated hate entities. <laughs> so great term by Still the way active. figure out how they do, look i'm going to interrupt for one second affiliated hate entities look at closely at how they do this first they designate one person as a hate entity then they designate another then another and if you're affiliated with any of those they've already designated like let's say candace owens and milo had done something together before he's right. they've already officially called him a hate entity so now she's affiliated with milo like that's how this works it's an right. ever-expanding once or whatever it was exactly yeah 
I mean, this really reminds me of secret police kind of like, okay, well, you know, you're friends with so-and-so or we saw you once with this guy and that means that you're <laughs> an enemy of the state somehow. But this is it's pretty Orwellian crap, even if it's not the government doing it. So anyway, yeah, this is, this is their, their internal list. There's not really much else to this article. They don't have the list. But a Facebook spokeswoman confirmed to Breitbart that the list exists. So now we have confirmation from the company. Yes, we have such a list. And they did not deny that Candace was on it. And then the, the spokesperson said that the hate agents list, which was created in April, was related to the high profile bans of alternative media figures, including Paul Joseph Watson and Laura Loomer. So Facebook is, is, has basically corroborated this Breitbart story. Completely. Right. And then, and then down below the image, it says the source. Now, this is not the Facebook spokesperson now. This is right. the source who leaked this. says, the source agreed that the extra credit category refers to individuals that Facebook has not yet banned, but is likely to investigate for potential hate speech violations and potential banning. It's like, they just have a whole target list of people. And, and yeah. you know what, if they're able to do this to Candace and eventually ban her, now she's officially one of the hate agents. So now anybody who, who's ever done something with her, oh, they're affiliated with a hate agent. Yep. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And just to be really clear, their intent is to affect the election. That's their goal. Well, I mean, it goes beyond that. They want to control what the public discusses. They want to control the narrative. They want to control what people think. They want to control what's considered truth and what isn't. They want to control ideology at a societal level. And for Facebook across multiple societies, because they're an international company with lots of people outside of the US, they want to control what people think is true and not true and right and wrong. They want to indoctrinate the world. That's their goal. That is their goal here. And I know that sounds hyperbolic, but one can't conclude anything else, but their goal is to indoctrinate the world. It's to shut up dissenters. And, and a part of that indoctrinating the world is manipulating the election. And to manipulate the election, think about if, if you did, just think about it this way. If you ran Facebook and, you, and your goal was to manipulate the election without getting caught, what else would, what would you do differently? There's nothing you would do differently. This is exactly what you would do. You would take no different action than this. You would carefully try and ban people as fast as you could. You would, oops, that was a mistake. Can't ban her yet. We need to build a narrative more. Oh, let's try that again. Like, oh, okay. Oh, we can ban Alex Jones. Oh, that works. Can we ban this? Oh, oh we got to throw in Farrakhan so we look like we're balanced. Okay, great. He's irrelevant anyway. So yeah. Yeah, we'll just, we'll throw him. It's not like we, you know, they're not going to ban the Daily Show. Uh, yeah. That, and, that and they have the media. They work in collusion with the media. I mean, okay. it's the social media companies and the media. Yeah, of course. It's all SJWs running these things now. Yes. And they, they um, it's funny. It doesn't sound hyperbolic at all. I know to, to people who are in the echo chamber I used to be in, it probably does. But see, here's the thing. Those of you who, um, I don't know if you watch this show, but those of you who are in my former echo chamber, you've already self-censored yourself. They don't need to, they don't need to keep you from reading these things. You've said, I'm walling my little, myself off in this little world. And when anybody shares a Breitbart article, for example, or a Candace Owens video, I'm going to go, no, I can't read it. Um, but, 
you're good. You're a good robot already, dude. Everyone else, people, the vast middle is who they're trying to wall off this information from. So, um, it's, it's for the people who don't self-censor, they're censoring for you. They know better. And I, and I, I know we've belabored this before as well, but, um, it doesn't matter if it's the government or not. It's censorship. This is effectively the public square. So it's, it could be legal. It's a private company. There's also an argument that to be made that it's fraud because they've told people it's free speech and it's not. But, but the point is, it's still censorship. It's the biggest- for government regulation. Yeah. We're just saying it's censorship. That's all we're saying. We're just saying it's censorship and it's friggin' scary. And if you've actually read the books that you guys talk about, a lot of people on the left talk about like 1984, this should alarm you. And if it doesn't, that, that is, that's concerning to me. Like where, where, how self-censored are you that you're like, this is fine. Like, like yeah. The other thing that's really odd to me is the left constantly is concerned about large corporations doing evil things. And they have this image of like a CEO of a large corporation being this cartoon like villain plotting like Mr. Burns plotting to do things. Right. But here we have Facebook, one of the most powerful companies on the planet, doing this stuff. And the left, the idiots on the left, I'm sorry, you're idiots if you're on the left and this is your position. The idiots on the left are like, dum -da -dum. It's, they're, not, they're not manipulating. Dum -da -dum -da -dum. Like, where, where's your brain? Like, this is, this is exactly what they're doing. Where is your criticism of large corporations? I, you know, and even look, even if it wasn't an actual agenda, which I believe it is, just just think about this. Facebook employees lean left generally, partly because their headquarters are here. I know they have employees around the world, but their headquarters are here in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is extremely, it's like one of the, it's one of the major organs of social justice, if not the heart of social justice is in the Bay Area here. And so their employee base is heavily skewed towards crazy social justice ideology. So even if all you did internally was pass around in a spreadsheet and say, hey, anyone who wants, just put on names, we'll have a vote for people who we know we think might be need to be investigated for hate speech. Well, Candace Owens is gonna end up on that list with lots of votes, right? And people on the left aren't going to end up on that list with lots of votes. There might be a few conservatives that put some people on, on the left on the list, but they're not going to get a lot of votes. A lot of people aren't going to put them on the list and you're going to end up with skewed. If that's how you're going about this, passing around a spreadsheet and like allowing people to just put names on and then saying like, Hey, can anyone dig up dirt on Candace Owens? That's what's going to happen. You're going to, even if you don't intend to do that, you'll end up with this. And yeah. I think they actually intend it. They intend it. And it's not just like we've said before, it's not just Facebook, it's all of them and they work together. It's Twitter, it's YouTube, Google, Google said after the election, they, there's a video, you can watch it, that was leaked, I think it was leaked to Breitbart as well, of, of an internal meeting yeah, yeah, of Google where they were like, we're never going to let this happen again. You think they're not manipulating search algorithms? You think they're not banning certain people from YouTube on purpose? Of course they are. Well, we know, um, so this is the other thing. Google has said, oh, there are algorithms. We can't, that's not how algorithms work. We can't manipulate that. But... I just read this thing in Reddit the other day, post James Damore, uh, there was a revelation that Google has, an, they have an internal, I think it's called like meme gen or something. I don't remember what it is. Me, some meme, the name of it is meme something. They have an internal algorithm for uh, 
for ranking like internal discussion things so they bubble up to the top and they can see what's trending inside the company and blah, blah, blah. They manipulated that to make anti-James Damore company conversations bubble to the top. So can they manipulate their algorithms? Absolutely. Do they manipulate their algorithms? Yes, internally they've admitted it, right? There's evidence they do it externally. We know they've done it internally. Obviously they can do it. They do do it. What makes you think they're not doing it? You saw the meeting, right? Where like, we'll never let this happen again. This is such a tragedy. Like, what can we do to stop Trump? Okay, well, this is what they can do and this is what they will do. And it's, you know, you're right. It's not just. It's all of them. And oh, I have an interest. Something just popped in my head, Carter. We no. talked about why they haven't Facebook. They said we're banning agents of hate and by their really ridiculous definition, I don't understand how some of these people apply at all. Um, but someone who would be much easier to nab is Owen Benjamin. They haven't banned him from Facebook or YouTube. And I actually think it's because they've decided that he's at such a point now when they banned him from Twitter, he was, he was damaging to the narrative because he had a big following and he was being very effective. He's kind of gone a little off the reservation. And so I think they actually consider him to be um, damaging to his, to the wrong thinkers now. Like if we can paint them all as own bin, I almost feel like they left him for a reason. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I completely agree. Uh, he is becoming everything they said Alex Jones was. Yes. In fact, Alex Jones wouldn't have him back on the show because he was ranting about the Jews all the time. Right. So Owen Benjamin like is actually off the rails. And I think it's good for the left to have Owen Benjamin out there and on those platforms because he's, uh, he fits the narrative that like, look at the crazy right. Like this is all that's left is Owen Benjamin. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Funny. Yeah, the other thing that I think is worth just pointing out, this is a broader pick, this is a broader stroke thing I just want to mention. Because <clears throat> don't, we don't talk about WikiLeaks much. And actually, I don't pay attention to WikiLeaks as much as I should. And I think we should all start paying attention to WikiLeaks and actually doing more. Uh, we, we should have more organizations like WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks, there was someone shared an article about this today, and, and, it's, and it's related to all this. WikiLeaks one of the things that everyone hates about WikiLeaks, and when I say everyone, I mean the mainstream media, governments, like one of the problems with WikiLeaks is that it takes information and shares it directly with people. There's, it's unfiltered. Anyone can access the information that governments don't want or organizations don't want people to see. And, and they can sift through it and they can and draw their own conclusions. And there can be narratives that make no sense that come out of it that are wrong. And there can be merit, nar- narratives that are correct and there can be multiple interpretations and people can argue over it and some of it can be wrong and some of it can be conspiratorial and some of it can be spot on that's fine but it's it's directly shared with people and in uh in the past governments people have always had the media as the intermediaries the elite media class deciding what gets shared and what gets shared and something that this article brought up which i i hadn't realized and i had i i guess i knew at one point but i forgot Snowden, we all remember Edward Snowden, Uh, maybe still in Russia. I don't remember where he is right now. All that stuff he he leaked, all that information about illegal spying by the NSA and other agencies, maybe it was just the NSA, it doesn't matter. All the information he had about the government, illegal spying, all this unconstitutional behavior, all of that information could have been put on WikiLeaks and we would be looking through it now. 
because WikiLeaks would release it, maybe in stages, but they would release it. It wasn't. It was entrusted to a few mainstream news sources, and they've buried it. We'll never see the Snowden files. All the things that he risked his career and life and future for, the things that will, if he ever gets caught, will end up in, he'll end up in jail or executed for, all of that, your, your intermediaries, your trusted media is, has squashed. They're sitting on and will likely never see the light of day. And that's the difference between the WikiLeaks paradigm, which I believe is the future of information transmission to people, and the in media as intermediaries paradigm. That's and, a great uh, point. And you know what? You made me think of CNN. Do you remember this clip? I think it was Chris. Yeah, it's Chris Cuomo. It was Chris Cuomo. Yes, go ahead. He incorrectly said, he, he, there's a clip of him saying that it's illegal for you guys to read anything on WikiLeaks or something like that. Yeah, there was emails that were leaked and he said, well, it's illegal for you to read them and have them, but what well, we can because we're reporters. And <laughs> I think he actually believes that because Chris Cuomo is dumber than a rock. So I think he actually, he's just like an angry rock. <laughs> but, uh, so I think he believed that. I don't think he actually... <laughs> people, I think he's just dumb. But just to clarify, the media has no special rights to read information from WikiLeaks. Anyone can read it. And, um, and, and that's, the, that's the new thing. And that's the thing that scares the overlords. And if you're on the left, think of it as scaring the military-industrial complex and that, that big behemoth that you're worried about, the oligarchs, the big banks. If you're on the right, Think about it as scaring the deep state and scaring the media, the liberal media companies and, and scaring the social media companies. All of those, you know, those names all refer to the same mass of, of I, well, people, Trump voters would think of it as the swamp, right? It's all, it's all related. These are all your intermediaries that have been controlling the information that you see and, and pushing you to vote one way or another for their own best interests. And this will stop if there are more WikiLeaks that arise and become popular and information is, is accessible to people. And then we can all jump in and have opinions and argue about what the information means, but at least the information's there. And so I think Facebook and Twitter and Google, they want to be those new intermediaries. They want to be, they want to replace even though they're in bed with CNN and NBC, that's just them wooing CNN and NBC into cooperation right now. Ultimately, they just want to get rid of them. They want to be those intermediaries. They want to control the information that you see. They want to be the thought police of the world. And we have an opportunity to reject that and to, to go directly to sources of information like WikiLeaks and disintermediate these people and don't let them be your source of information. Don't get your news just from Facebook or from Twitter. Find other places or find sites like Gab or Minds who don't censor what's shared. And yeah, you'll get some crap, but you'll get raw access to information. I didn't mean to rant that much this morning. Sorry, I got excited. No, I'm actually, I love it. And you, you just made me, I just sent you a photo um, since you started talking about WikiLeaks, you have to put this up. This is a great little button at the end. So uh, this is Daily Beast did an article um, about, it says Stephen Colbert on Donald Trump Jr. Quote, 
So it's an article about the Colbert show and something they thought was hard hitting, I guess, that Colbert said. Um, This is what Colbert said. Quote, so he met with members of the Russian government to get dirt on Hillary. He knew when the hacked emails were coming out and he was coordinating the timing of the release with WikiLeaks. So I guess this, this picture says, oops, I guess they weren't planning on WikiLeaks commenting to set the record straight. So WikiLeaks on Twitter responded and said, no, he didn't. Direct messages released by Congress show that directly. But emails released by WikiLeaks do show that Colbert was paid by the Clinton Foundation to produce custom TV segments for them, and that the Daily Beast has Chelsea Clinton on its board, a pertinent fact also concealed. Oh my God, that is awesome. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, this is the world, this is the world we're living in, Carrie, and I don't want to sound Alex Jonesy and conspiratorial. Uh, because I don't think there's a smoky room full of people uh, coordinating this. But there is a hell of a lot of dishonesty and deceit and cover-up for agendas going on. And it's not always coordinated. Sometimes it is. And stop trusting the aristocracy. Stop it. Stop trusting the aristocracy. That's you. We live in a virt- – we have a virtual aristocracy still. Stop it. Stop worshiping them. They are not deserving of your worship. I, great, great ending. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you guys for turning in for tuning in for Daily Kafefi. If you like us, please subscribe on YouTube. That's the most important thing you can do right now and share our videos.